0: Hi, I'm Amanda Oscar, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast.
1: Hey, are you or someone you care about considering dealing with or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome. Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you please refer to our Terms of Service available on our website, DivorceMagazineCanada.com and stay tuned at the end for The Legal Language. Ready? Here we go. In this series on the podcast, Divorce Diaries, you are going to hear candid conversations from people who bravely share their stories, their experiences, the lessons that they've learned through a divorce or a separation, And they are sharing these to encourage you, to give you some information and support around the experience that is really quite difficult and a life-changing event. This will be a place to meet people just like you who care and want to help so that you don't feel so alone. Let's meet our guest now. Hey, Amanda, I'm really excited to have you here and talk about... A positive experience with divorce. I was really happy that you shared with me about what you did through your separation and divorce and how that is different from a lot of people's experiences. So welcome, Amanda, to the show. And please tell us more about who you are and your story.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Um, So I'm Amanda Oscar. I'm a mom of two teenage daughters. One of them is graduating next year and the next one is already going to be in grade 11 or sorry, grade 10 next year. And um, yeah, I work here in here in Central Alberta and I work at a law firm. I manage it and absolutely love my job. I think it helps me uh, maneuver some of the fights at our house with children and two teenage daughters. Um, so yeah, my I uh, to start my story, I had met my first husband when I was 17 years old, and um we were a little reckless and I got pregnant right away um with our first daughter, Madison. And at that point, being 17, I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to raise a family with a man who was who was the father of my children. We ended up um, getting married two years later and welcomed our second daughter, Sadie, um, in t- 2008. And uh, my ex and I stayed together for just about 11 years after that. You know, we um, we had a lot of great times. We had a lot of bad times. <laughs> we had a lot of growing pains as, you know, he, he had finished his uh, trade, his skills and his trade. So he was gone a lot of the time. So it was just me and the girls a lot. So for some of it, I felt like I was single parenting a lot of the time when, when he was always gone. Um, and then it kind of transitioned to where my career was picking up. So we we ended up having to hire, you know, help to help us because we both were at such a great point with our careers that we couldn't focus on our children at that point. Um, and then we both realized that and took a step back. And when we took a step back, we kind of identified that. We are a great family unit. We are great parents to our children. We parent well together. We are very um we are very modern day parenting, whereas uh if our daughters want to do something, um I can't think of an example. Well, let's think of an example. If our daughters want to smoke marijuana, you know that that question has come up. And my answer to them is you need to look up the facts. You need to give me the facts. You need to give me your plan that if you do, what happens if you smoke too much? What happens if you do this? I'm not encouraging it. I'm not discouraging it. I need you to know the facts. Um, After she read the facts, she's decided that she does not want to do that because she knows she has panic attacks. But she's making her own decisions. We really, Steve and I really parent well with making sure our children are making their own decisions and their own repercussions of their decisions so if it goes negatively of course we're going to be there for you we're not going to rub it in your face yet but (laughs) we're going to sit there and afterwards we'll have a conversation about what went wrong and what we can do to fix it but it was at that time we also realized that him and I can't do that together we weren't we were not able to communicate um in my own personal life, I had been going through a lot of stuff and it was really hard for the two of us to be able to co-mingle together. We we just were not happy. We, were, we could put on the happy face for everybody. We could take our daughters out, anything to do with our girls. We always were there, but just him and I could not communicate. And, you know, people grow from 17 to 27. There's a big difference in age and maturity and children. Um, we went through a lot of stuff, a lot of hard stuff, a lot of easy stuff, a lot of fun stuff. But at the beginning of 2016, we decided it was um time to we were just gonna separate. It was just time to separate to get some space between us so that we could think what we what we wanted to do. During that time, we still dated. We, we acted like a couple, we still went out on dates as a family. Him and I went on dates. Um but it just wasn't working. And what we actually did instead of um, him moving out with the kids or the kids going back and forth, we would rotate him and I out. So he would leave for the week and I would leave on the weekends, stay with my mom. He stayed, he actually stayed with my mom as well, but (laughs) (laughs) so we rotated us instead of the children because the kids were already going through so much. And in our head, we didn't want to just sell everything. and get rid of everything and make them go into two homes if we could work this out. So we had given ourselves a year to figure it out. And we had gone through a, a lot in that year, a lot, a lot, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. We, we lost a couple of awesome family members that really took a toll on uh, myself.
1: Um, That's okay. This yeah. that's, it's, this is heavy. It's tough It's tough stuff. I appreciate you
0: uh, sharing. Once I lost those family members, I just kind of needed I needed a coping mechanism and I didn't that coping mechanism wasn't my family at that time. It was I I decided to disassociate from my family at that time, which was really quite hard. Um, But I also realized at that time I needed to get my head back on. So within three months, Steve and I sat down and we said, this isn't working anymore. This is officially done. Like we're not doing this back and forth stuff anymore. This it's emotional for as a woman, it's emotional. It's emotional for him. It's an, it's even more emotional for our children. And I am a child of divorce. I know those emotions are there. I know what those, those kids are feeling. I mean, not fully, but I know what those girls are feeling. I know how how hurt they are and sad and they just want mommy and daddy back together. And all the hope we're giving them by trying was not, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so we, we'd actually built a brand new house in 2015. So we ended up um, and of course the market crashed right before that we put right. it up. Fail. So what we ended up doing is I moved out of the house. I moved out to Sylvan. I got the girls and I a townhouse that we could afford on our own because we did have quite a bit of money tied into that house and then once the house sold Steve moved into an apartment in Red Deer so we had to really communicate well with the daily driving we had to communicate well with our schedule because I'm more consistent with my schedule the the our parenting schedule ended up being I have my ch- my daughters from Sunday night at 5 p.m. to Friday night at 5 p.m. And then Steve gets them 5 p.m. Friday to 5 p.m. Sunday. Um, yeah. That part kind of sucked because I didn't get any weekends with my girls at first. So then once we started, once I started to realize that, we kind of altered it a little bit because the schools are out so often when they have the long weekend with a school out, he gets them then and then I get an additional an additional day on a Saturday or Sunday with them. Um, One really awesome thing that him and I talked about is that like when we did this, because the kids were still, I think they were uh, like eight and 10 or maybe a little younger when we went through our divorce, we couldn't trust the kids to not lose keys because we never had keys. So uh, I actually gave a key to Steve to come into my house, and I had his house key too. Um, there was a couple of reasons. One, if the kids are home alone, at least I can get into the house. If vice versa too, right? As well as if he's dropping the girls off to me on a Sunday, and I happen to be out for groceries, and the door is locked, he can get them into the house. Um, the first few times it was a little weird. One time I came home, and all my ice cream was gone, and. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I do know my ex-husband loves his ice cream. So I kind of giggled and I sent him a message and he's like, oh yeah, I was bored. So I had some ice cream while I was there letting your dogs out. I'm like, okay, like, you know, the, the fact that him and I, we've been separated now for, oh my gosh, what year are we in 23, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 22, 22, seven years. Holy crap. I did not think it was that long already. We've been separated for seven years and we still, we have such a good friendship now. And I do not think we ever could have had this friendship if we had not separated, if we had not divorced. Um, Like when stuff, when it comes to stuff with our daughters, both of our spouses understand that Steve is the first person I will go to when there's an issue with our daughter, with one of our kids. You know, we had to... um. Our oldest daughter had mental health issues a couple years ago, and it was really severe. She ended up um, having to stay in the hospital for a few days to, to figure herself out. And Steve and I went for supper every night that week because him and I needed to be together as her parents. And that was that. But it was also because our spouses didn't understand, even though they've been part of their life for so long, they don't understand that emotional bond that Steve and I will always have with our daughters, right? It's, it's stuff like that, that I look, I look seven years ago when we started doing this and I never, I never would have imagined going for supper with my ex-husband because of our daughter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. We go for supper because of a birthday, but not just him and I going to just cope and talk. And like, this is what we, we never used to talk in our marriage. (laughs) In our marriage, it was just get pissed off. One of us goes this way. One of us goes this way. You know, we weren't pissed off. We were worried. We, we came together. And it, showed, it also showed me how grown up we are now. Like <sighs> divorce is hard. It's it's hard. It's sad. It's scary. It's <laughs> divorced seven years and it's emotional still. And um, we've grown up. And I do say like he is my friend. You know, <laughs> I just got married in November and he brought my daughters out there. So he saw me in my new wedding dress with my new husband and it didn't feel awkward, you know, I mean, maybe not to, maybe it felt awkward to my husband, but it didn't feel awkward for me because he has like, Steve has been part of my life for 18 years. He's never going to leave it. He won't be such a big part of it in a couple of years, but you know, I just, it's so much easier to get along than it is to just fight about it all. Like <laughs> the fighting and the, the manipulation. And I know, I know a few people that They've been carrying this on, carrying it on for five, six, seven, eight years now. And I just, I don't know how you do that emotionally, physically, mentally. Not only that, kids aren't stupid. They do hear everything. As much as you try, like I know I've made the mistake of saying some comments when I thought the kids were in their bedroom. Turns out they're not in their bedroom. So now I really don't talk. Like if I need to talk to Luke about something, I go right into the bedroom with the door shut, right? So it just steve and i's goal when we when we divorced was to always make sure our children came first no matter what if they wanted to live with steve instead of me it was a, we were open for conversation for it we did our youngest did want to go live with him last summer for a few months she stayed there for a few weekends and she realized that this isn't what she wanted she 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 missed her mom she's a mommy's girl she missed the consistency she you know, I don't want to say I'm a lazy parent, but I'm a lot more laid back. Like let's eat supper and then we'll clean up in a little bit. Whereas at that their house is let's eat supper, clean up now. Right. Where it's different parenting styles between us moms (laughs) that way. But at least Sadie was able to come and tell her dad, like, this is what I want. I want to try it out. And yeah, I was hurt because I was like, well, I'm losing my baby, (laughs) losing my baby. Right. But the fact that she was so she was able to openly talk to us about it and not be scared that she's gonna get ramifications of negative impact that she's not gonna get yelled at. And like I told her, I said you're not hurting my feeling of you're not hurting my feelings. I want you to do what you need to do. She was also going through some um, it's not even mental health. People at school, kids at school are mean, are mean. Kids are mean. <laughs> and um she just she wanted to change the scenery for a little bit but the fact that she felt so comfortable to be able to come and talk to both of us and not be scared that's always been my goal with my children my oldest daughter she she and I can have every conversation and it's not awkward like uh, sexual health (laughs) (laughs) she's 15 years old and honestly she asked me to come to the clinic with her to get get some birth control and I don't think at 17, I would have talked to my mom the way she's talking to me. Like, I don't want to know this stuff, but the fact that she can, and she does, and my youngest does, and they, they don't, they're not embarrassed to ask questions about it, right? Like, it just, it shows me that Steve and I are so on the same page with the way we raise them, because they're not even embarrassed to ask Steve. Like, he's the type of dad that'll go pick them up tampons if they need tampons. He's not, he's not one of those, uh, oh, no, can't do that, right? He's, He's so involved with them, even when it's my time with them. So um, they don't play sports anymore, but when they were, he'd always be there for them during the sports. And I'd always try to make sure I was there for them on their sports days. I, when I left, I didn't have to work a lot, two jobs, but I made as much as I could to do it. Right. It's it. I don't think it could be in my marriage currently if Steve and I were still fighting because it it would be so much stressful like I mean Luke and Steve will never be friends they <laughs> they like football that's about it but they chat but they just they have their difference of opinions on stuff right so it's they but Luke and uh Steve's partner they do respect Steve and I's wishes with the kids at the bottom of, at the bottom of the the end of the day is what I'm trying to say at the end of the day it is about what Steve and I ha- want to do for our children. And even when it comes to discipline, we ask them, what do you want? What, what's the appropriate discipline? My do- my youngest daughter took her door off her wall because she had a messy room and she felt that was the best discipline. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like <laughs> she's disciplining herself. <laughs> yeah. She's tattled on herself a lot too. So like I'm doing some, we're doing something right that they, <laughs>
1: That's amazing, Amanda. I really think that uh, there's so much to unpack here. Yeah. And I, I'm i just going to jump in at this point because I think that's a testament to such a unique ingenious way that you have allowed them to be empowered in their own decisions. Yeah. So this is a prime example where if they do that research and they make an informed decision with the research that they have found, it it sets them up for life. Yeah. Instead of just you making the choices, you deeming you making the rules, and the fact that that their father is on board with that is just phenomenal. That they see that people can can be um, supportive, realistic, and and present without being a couple. And yeah. like you said, that that has supported. The marriages that have happened since that relationship changed. And it, it has allowed for a healthier space for everybody. Absolutely. So it's so encouraging uh just to hear how how beautifully you've managed this and how like you said, you've you're more mature, you're more grounded, you're you're further evolved than you were. And you know, recognizing that I think is probably what had helped foster that. You recognized that you weren't good together, but you also made it a priority Mm -hmm. to put the kids' interests and care and their health first. It's really commendable what, what you've created here.
0: We were great together as a family, just as a couple, we weren't, it's actually funny. The first think two years on our wedding anniversary, we still went out for supper with the kids because we just called it a family anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know what else to do. And I mean in the first little bit, there's still feelings there. You don't know, right? But we made it like this is the day our family was established. And I even now still on that day, I still send him a text. Thank you for helping me establish our family. Like, you know, Mother's Day, I got a text from him like, first thing in the morning and I got from his wife too happy mother's day right so I like being a fam I like you know and and his spouse has a child as well so we are an amalgamated family even if we're not sitting in the same house we are all together on this boat and you know even though her son isn't raised the same way as the girls are raised they cross so many lines that there's there's so much to learn like I mean, I don't say I'm a good parent. I'm a better parent. I've just been parenting longer. I know a couple more things than the parent with a 10-year-old, especially with a 10-year-old girl, right? But the fact that like, if there's any issues, I can send a group text and say, hey guys, like all four, all four parents and say, hey guys, we got to talk about this. What do we want to do? And then we always give the spouses the the out. If they do not want to come, like do not want to talk about it. Okay. Understandable. For, for multiple reasons, they might not agree. I do know that my husband does not always agree with my disciplining aspect of it because I am more of a, hey, you're going to do chores and you're going to do this and you're taking this away instead of a two week in your bedroom punishment because they got everything in the room they want. I ground them out of their room type thing. So (laughs) we always give our spouses, like we always give our spouses the respect of giving us their feedback of what they think we should be doing for a discipline. Then Steve and I always talk about it. And then we come up with our solution. 90% of the time, it's it's all just a mixture of everything, right? Like it's honestly, the kids are harder on themselves than we ever are. Like when she took her door off, I was like sitting there and I was like, well, I was just gonna make you do the dishes for a week, but- okay. (laughs) It happened. I can't remember what the issue was, but it was something to do with social media. And she's like, okay, well, as soon as I come home the next month, my phone's out here and I don't get this. And I'm like, man, I was going to like, just take him away for a weekend, but Hey, okay, cool. (laughs) Like she was harder on herself than we were on her. Right. But you're right. It it's, there's a lot of There is a lot of people out there that don't have the thinking skills anymore because they're not taught how to think, you know, if a baby goes up to a stove, you're going to pull their hand away. You're not going to let them do it. I never did that. I let my children experiment with it. I also never yelled at my children. I never said, no, it was not to touch. Or is that for you to touch? Right. It was, it was addressing it in a, in a positive way versus a no, 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 no. It was, that's not to touch. That's not yours. Right. Like, I just have a, I had a very different parenting style and Steve and I, we parent great together. And it's weird to see like my siblings are now having their children. And it's really weird to see because I don't parent that way. And like listening to some other people that, you know, we listen to the book and I'm like, what's what's a book? <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, the book says, let the baby cry for 10 minutes. I was like, oh no, I just let the baby cry. Until she falls asleep. And he's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, this was 17 years ago. So
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know which one you say. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's fantastic that your daughters have four very involved parents that can communicate in a group text and communicate in person, like communicate in so many ways where you said that was basically one of the biggest things that. You struggled with that broke down the the marriage and and that relationship in the first place. So that shows a lot of maturity on everybody's part because everyone is at a level where they're open to being involved in that way and they're they're willing and and ready to support your girls and love them. Yeah. even though the styles might be different, the styles of communication, the styles of parenting disciplining, everything has a, a you know a slightly different take but for the good of them yep. this has been growing and I, I i really am happy to present a story like this to people to give oh, them
0: i'm to even go further it's actually even better because steve shows up to all my family functions still <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather and my mom still invite him to everything so he, yep, he's yep my ex-husband uh, his his girlfriend doesn't always show up but he comes to the barbecues and he hangs out and uh, my new husband is kind of like okay this is getting a little old now <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with you but I also go to his sister's house and like his parents Steve's parents came out from out in Manitoba and they stopped by the house and i out with me for a bit like you know it, even though Steve and I aren't together that's still my my I'm still bound to these people forever and ever we still are going to be bound to each other until the day we die because of the girls and if we can show the girls and even um uh steve's and his person's uh son that you know working together is what is going to get us through and build us up you know when steve like I can when Steve can't pick up Madison on a day, I go pick her up from work, or you know, I can text a man and be like, whoa, dude, I'm not feeling good. Go get her, right? And he's like, okay, no problem. Or like even like I said, tampons. I'm sitting at home. I could go get them myself, but he came and dropped them off, right? Like he's such an involved dad. And that was something I didn't have. But he's so involved that it's it's spreading to our families. And our families are still, I mean, we don't get together, big family and I don't think he is coming to any now, but it does, it does get a little awkward, but the fact that we can still have a big barbecue and the kids don't have to pick between their mom and their dad going, right. They can have their whole family there and like, like Steve and I can sit beside each other. You know, we're not a couple, but we have great, we have great communication skills. And if we would have like, it's almost like sometimes he's like I can talk to him like he's my best friend because he just kind of he's he was around for so long that he gets it and it's just easy it's easy to talk to him now it's it is a lot I mean I don't talk to him about everything I'm just saying like having a conversation with him is not awkward like it was through our marriage it's not like pulling teeth that you don't know what to say and you just go your separate ways you know it's Um, I feel like I'm really boosting up my ex-husband here. (laughs) My (laughs) husband is amazing too, (laughs) Um, but it is the the growing up for both of us is what, what needed to happen. There was a lot of healing that needed to happen for, for individual reasons. Um, We, I had a past I needed to deal with and he stood by me through all of that. Even, even into 2018, he still stood by me through that kind of stuff and was there and, Comforting for me, and even though I had been with Luke at that point, having having the person that was there at the start of all that all of my past, just I don't know, there was something very reassuring that he came to the courthouse that day and just sat in the back, like you know, just something like he was still supporting me, even though I'm his ex-wife of three years, and he doesn't have to even look at me. He still supported me, right? He still. I still get messages like when he hears my name in public or rotary or something, he'll, Oh, heard your name. Good job. You're doing awesome. Like, you know, building each other up so that our daughters see that, yeah, you're going to have shitty relationships and you're going to have cross. Sorry. I probably shouldn't swear crappy relationships (laughs) and crappy situations. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel. And while we were going through our divorce, that tunnel was too big. It was too much. It was so dark. And there was a while we didn't really talk to each other. It, we couldn't talk to each other without yelling. And we both identified that and walked our separate ways. You know, the probably first six, eight months, we we could only communicate on text, you know. But that's why I see, like, how grown up we are. Like, I, I have the text saved, of course. But, like, I see how grown up we are because now I can just call them and be like, hey, you got to do this, this, and this. and He's like, okay, what about this, or this, and this? And like, I think because our kids are teenagers now, there's a lot more emotion in it on the girls' end, but not our end, right? Like, let's our end is just hey, whatever.
1: Well, and you've created a stable space so they, they can safely feel those emotions and work through and live through those emotions that come with with those that stage of their lives. And it's uh-huh. it's a safe, stable foundation that you've created with intention and what an example of hope for people to understand what's out what's possible yeah you must get some comments from people have can you share if you've had comments from you know people that might see you at a sporting event or a family event or whatever it might be and they're and they're like wait a minute (laughs) How come you guys can get along so well or how did uh, you do that? Yeah.
0: So I guess the, the most recent one was like uh, our youngest daughter did the grade eight grad last year, right? And um, my partner was working, like Luke was working up north and his, his partner couldn't make it. So Steve and I just drove in together and we're sitting there and Sadie has had the same amount of, same group of friends pretty much her whole life. Like they've all gone to kindergarten together. So, you know, some rotate in and out. But I don't know that everybody knew didn't know we were not together anymore. And so yeah, you got the looks. And then the ones that were didn't know we were separated, they're like, uh, what's going on? And then a couple people, a couple people came up and asked me, they're like, Are you and Steve back together? And I'm like, no. They're like, Well, how do you like sit there beside him? I'd hate him. I'm like, I don't, I don't hate him. Like, (laughs) I don't hate him. I still I he's I'm bound to him forever. I still love him in certain ways where I'm loving my children and I'm loving that he is the father of my children. I am not in love with him. I love our connection, our friendship. And the people, yeah, they just say like, why, why would you sit beside him? Well, I don't want to sit by myself. And him and I are going to sit here and talk. So like, (laughs) why not, right? Like some people just don't understand. And then you have like other people um, like I know at his business, he's got a couple people that are going through really nasty divorces and he'll, when that's how I always know when that, that those people are on his case, cause he will call me and he'll be like, I just want to say thank you for being so easy to deal with. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, that's how I always know if something's going on, but then, then I hear the kind of crap that's going on. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're fighting over a backpack. Like it's the kids, us. It's the kids' stuff. The kids get to determine what goes to each house. Like half of the stuff I bought Chris Sadie for Christmas, she wanted at her dad's house. I'm not offended. It's her stuff. Like, well, I I don't grasp that idea. I don't understand that because the kids need to feel safe in the home they're in. And if they're taking a backpack back and forth all the time, how are you feeling safe in your spot when you're a temporary? You're in a temporary position, you know. Um, that that was another reason the kids are with me for five days is because I am the, the, the mom that does the mom stuff. Right. And we do the school, we do everything. Um, but with any of the houses we've moved, like, so we had to, we moved up to Sylvan, and then we moved into Red Deer. And then at that point in Red Deer, Luke was supposed to move in with us, but he ended up having to move to Drayton for two years because of work. So we had the long distance relationship, but the girls and I got that two years together and I think that was one of the best things ever because it's just the three of us and we got to talk about a lot of things and be very open about a lot of things and create a safe place. They know that I'm a safe place. Um, They know that I don't get mad. I'll, I, I'm will i more of that person that I got to sit there and I got to think about it and I got to figure out what we're going to do and say, I mean, unless you come right up to me and it's like, i uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't gotten mad in a long time with what anything they've done. Like, they're they're very good girls too. Like, I I, <laughs> I don't I don't even know when I got mad last. But I'm the safe place. I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not gonna like start yelling at you and screaming at you and all of that. So it's we've Luke and I have purposely created that in our home. So when Luke moved back home, we needed a bigger place, but we asked the girls permission if it was okay for him to live with us we brought the girls to every house we looked at because they needed to feel safe and comfortable when we moved into the house and it nothing to do with anything. It was just, um, I have a background that I needed to make sure my daughters were safe and taken care of. And I also had a background where um, I was never allowed to give input into what I felt and thought. So, you know, um, that was the thing. If the kids don't like somebody I'm dating, I'm out. I'm you know I'm not going to even say I'll give you a chance obviously if they don't like you there's something going on now, if they don't like you because you didn't give them a chocolate bar well, that's a different story <laughs> but the goal always was to make sure the girls are number one and feel safe so when we finally found the house the only changes the girls wanted was locks on their bedroom doors mm-hmm. and I absolutely not a problem like but I mean they're home, <laughs> they're, home they're home video gaming today
1: well and they obviously feel very safe in their home if they've removed a door now not just a lock but the whole door is coming off and you haven't even needed to get mad probably in forever upset because they're disciplining themselves harsher than than you would have considered i can always tell
0: when something went on because my kitchen kitchen and living room are clean when i get home (laughs) Not just like, this way, like super clean. And then I go, huh, what happened? Actually, <laughs> my, my youngest daughter, she has to go to 7-Eleven on text. And I was like, no, stay home. Because we lived in Lower Fairview. While I get home, first of all, I see the, the points come through on my phone. So I'm like, you little bugger. Good thing my work, we're calming down. <laughs> I get home, there's this big long note. The whole house is clean. The backyard's cleaned up of dog poop mom I'm so sorry I disobeyed I should have listened I'll never do it again I'm like I didn't even have to do anything so I came home I was like thanks for disciplining yourself and she's like well now what do I do I said uh I don't know Sadie like you're fine go for it like there's nothing more you want to say to you
1: <laughs> so it works good <laughs> so I really, really, really appreciate how raw and vulnerable and real you've been sharing your story, Amanda. It's just Mm -hmm. such a ray of hope that, and you were honest, things weren't always smooth. It wasn't just all positive, but what you've created here through it with intention and with the support of, you know, your current partners and the children are thriving with this care and being made a priority. So to wrap up, do you have any advice that you would like to offer to the listeners, how they can approach this and create this type of a space for their families?
0: Um, so I guess the first thing is making sure you do give you you and your spouse that space to start with, um, because if Steve and I would have had to stay in the same house while we were selling the house and not rotate in and out, I don't think it would be as nice as it is now. You also have to make sure when you're going into that conversation, and it is a hard conversation. I mean, I was sitting on the freaking stairs and all he did was come up and said, we're done. It was a hard. It was hard. Every situation is hard. Just making sure you're priorities are out there that it's there for the children and if it's not divorce isn't about you the divorce is about the children because you're already in my eyes I was already being selfish leaving this marriage I was a selfish person because I wanted to leave this marriage he was selfish so now we need to focus on our children because they're the ones who didn't have this choice we made our choices for us we can handle it we need to make sure that the children, like our girls were safe and protected and, and knew what was going on. You know, um, Steve and I had many conversations. Um, we, we didn't, we did need our space at first. We really needed our space at first. We both had to get over some healing. So like I said, like the first six months, it was very hard. We did have a few blow ups about stuff. Um, there was a couple of times we couldn't, like, we were only able to talk on text because it just turned into a monstrous fight every time. But the more I look back on these fights, these fights were because of him and I just picking on each other. I got ticked off because he went to go get crackers for Sadie, but didn't come home till two in the morning. He didn't have to come home. And I got pissed off. I more got ticked off because he woke up the dogs and he woke up the kids. Like, you know, stuff like that. I was I was looking for the fight and so was he. And once I stepped back and I realized that, hey, this isn't about him. This is about me. Um, I needed to, I needed to love myself and figure out with myself first. It's how he reacts to what I'm doing is just to keep go egging me on. So if I stop reacting, he's going to stop reacting. And once we both could see that, it's not about us divorce. Yes. I I guess it is about you because you're divorcing, but it's really, I don't see it as it wasn't about us. It was about our children and we could not have pretended for the next 15 years while they were in the house that we, we could do it there. It's not worth my happiness and my, my, me feeling safe. You know, if you don't feel safe in your own home and your own relationship, not in any physical or mental abuse, just, just, safe is a per. that's coming out really wrong just safe you know you have your spot and you're not always anxious and 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 you know I was always worried to talk to Steve about stuff because of how he would react because we couldn't communicate when we did communicate it didn't end well so by the time we took that time away from each other the communication started to flow again and we, we did ask the kids what they wanted. You know, we asked them, is it okay if mom, mom and the girls moved to Sylvan Lake, you know, we got to, they got to pick new beds, new bedspreads. Like we tried to make it fun with them knowing that, Hey, dad's not moving with us. And honestly, within the first couple months, like the girls calmed right down. They realized that this isn't happening. And they, they got, they were happy. They, you know, mom's house is always home that's that's what they've said mom's house is always home but they have their own bedrooms at dad's their own space and everything um for Steve and I it just we did end up still continuing a few therapy sessions after we separated just so we could figure out how to communicate with each other um I'm a very blunt upfront person he's not so much (laughs) so um he felt like i was always attacking him and it's not an attack it's just i'm as you can even see i'm i'm hands i'm i'm into my words i'm uh, you know animated <laughs> yes i am i don't i don't sit still i'm always doing something and he's just the very introverted like hands in your lap stay still i don't want to go meet people don't do this to me type thing and once we once we were able to identify that with the help of a therapist um we could start to talk again and like there are some days I'll call him just to say hey just say hey this is what's going on in life right now just so you know and he does the same and it's it's nice because I still can tell him what's going on in in life because it involves the kids and I still know what's going on in him and uh him and his girlfriend's life Mm -hmm. as well
1: so it's so, creating that, allowing that space, backing off on the attack, like the defensive mode, and and learning to communicate and allow for that communication, and and that and there's even if they've already established a, an unhealthy way of of existing, you can start again, right, and and just agree to disagree on there's certain things that are just never going to align, but you know what. I don't, I don't like living in this anxiety. I'm assuming you don't, this isn't helping our kids. Let's, let's, let's just uh, start yes. over. Let's start. And so at any point there, there is hope for that. I would think, and just well, try. I like, what I say, Like if I say something to
0: you and you take it wrong, that's a reflection on your emotions and what you need to deal with. I also see it like, so I see, oh, I've heard her feelings. I need to find out what on my end, I mean, you could just be a sensitive person and I'd it the wrong tone. Right. But I need to own like, you need to own that. You're being me. I needed to own that. I'm an aggressive talker. And I mean, I still am an aggressive talker. <laughs> it's a funny story. My My new husband has told me several times. It's like, you're always mad. I'm like, I'm always mad. And, you know, but now I'm, I'm training my, my own brain to be like, okay, when I see that mood in him, let's just calm her down and take, take a step back. And you know, it's with Steve, he had to learn how to say it without thinking it was going to hurt my feelings because he was always worried about hurting my feelings. And then I'd snap at them. Right. And once we realized, Hey, we can talk without me getting mad at the stupid comment you just made, but you were realizing the comment you just made is undermining and stupid, you know, like,
1: well, my- I think to be aware, we're well aware at that point of what triggers the other person. Yeah. So, yeah. so allowing that space for healthy communication. And I think the other point um, is that you offered the kids participation full participation in the things that affected them and let them be a part of that and it established not only that they were worthy of making that that you trusted their instincts but it helps again to give them some life skills
0: my girls have always thanked me for um, including them because um, there was a few decisions that they didn't get included on with their dad's side of stuff and um one of the big ones with them moving in together after a few years and I my children my girls are my life my they're my world and if they're not happy then I can't be happy because I'll be constantly worried about them so you know it is always asking permission like even now they're 14 and 17 and when Luke and I want to go out on a date night when they're home we ask permission to go on a date night and like you know it's it's including them it's making them feel like they're not, they're not children. They're they're young adults that need to learn skills. And you know, I didn't want to just go buy a house and my kids not like it. And then they're not gonna, you know, it's gonna have bigger ramifications. Mm-hmm. And if I just move Luke in with our family, we're we are up like it was the girls and I for two years. So Luke moving in would well, have totally well, he did move in and that totally screwed us all up. Like we all had to kind of relearn everything. Because now we have Luke's here, Luke's here, and he moves the lawn for us and like you you take the garbage? What the hell? What is this? I don't have to ask somebody, right? Like our our day-to-day routine got screwed up because of it. And I mean, we've been living in the same house now for three and a half years, and there's still times that he'll be like, Well, why did you just not let me do it? I'm like, I just you still like myself still sorry right
1: that sounds like a good good uh, disagreement to be in where it's like wait a minute you're doing too much I've kind of had that experience (laughs) too and and it's actually a phenomenal (laughs) uh, problem to have so Amanda I thank you so much for your time today and and for for sharing a a message of hope that it can it can be less painful and it can be you know amicable in in a way that you maybe wouldn't have expected but it does take some conscious effort and it does take intention so thank it you so much for sharing that
0: at home later <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but you are only responsible for your feelings and emotions and keeping them in check fantastic
1: what a great note to end on hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.